Hey everyone, Martin here from Dad's Bedtime Stories. And tonight we're going to do an episode both inspired by the audiobook that I'm currently listening to, uh, which is Jake's Magic Market Part 2 by J.R. Matthews. No, no affiliation with the show at all, it's just what I'm listening to. But it is also inspired by some listeners who keep writing in and asking for Pikachu to be in an episode and... Well, I can't just put Pikachu in an episode because he's sort of a copywritten creature there. I did decide to incorporate something similar. So, uh, at the end of the day, this one's about a planet where people have magic cards. I also need to apologize to all of my Spotify listeners. Uh, It turns out that for the last three weeks I've been uploading the podcast in a file format that Spotify doesn't accept. So uh, they just haven't been going to Spotify. I'd love to just upload them all now, but the problem is they already have analytics attached to them and it's a whole, uh, it's a whole issue if I change the file. So I'm just gonna post below my uh, RSS feed website where you can get all of those missed episodes. There's like three weeks of them. So check them out there if you haven't figured that out already. And last, even though I don't normally like to go beyond a minute for these introductions, I did add a few new things below. Number one, there's a comment section. It's pretty fun. Number two, I added a place where you can see all of the suggestions I've had uh, put in so far. So you can actually check out my Google Doc that has all that stuff in it. And number three, I added an option to leave me a voicemail. So if you wanna leave a voicemail that uh, talks about how you like the show, or leave a voicemail with a story idea. The idea there is that I can use those voicemails in a future episode. So be sure to leave your email address so I can reach out to get permission to use your voice clip in a future episode, if that's what you're into. But for now, we're gonna get on to the episode because that was way too long of an introduction. Just close your eyes, get as comfy as you can, and imagine yourself doing what the kid the story does. Imagine yourself waking up on Spaceship once again. You look out the window of the ship and you see a beautiful planet right in front of you. It looks a lot like Earth, mostly green and blue, huge continents surrounded by gigantic oceans, and a whole bunch of fluffy white clouds making their way around the thing. Where are we? You ask Spaceship. We are currently over a very exciting planet, Spaceship explains. On this planet, the inhabitants are obsessed with magic cards. They use them to enhance their life, to trade, and for just about anything else, Spaceship explains. Magic cards? We have to check this out. Switch to invisibility mode, you order Spaceship. Understood, Spaceship responds. Spaceship shimmers around you and then becomes completely invisible to everything else. Other than you, of course. Spaceship carefully flies down to this magic card planet. The closer you get, the more this place looks like Earth only kind of like medieval England earth. You fly over villages full of houses made of earth, stone, and wood. Huge towers seem to dot the landscape, and eventually you come across something that looks like a medieval city. You decide to start here. Spaceship lands in a nearby field, still completely invisible. I have scanned the inhabitants of this world and provided you with a holographic disguise. Look at your watch, Spaceship says. You look down at your watch and you see that there's now an option for the card planet. When you press it, a bright light glows around you in all different directions and your clothing seems to morph into something that looks, well, a little bit different. A medieval tunic and a long flowing cape. 
This will help you fit in, Spaceship says. All right, I guess so. You respond. You exit the ship and you find yourself right in front of the entrance to the town. You see other people walking down the road and entering the city. So, you just decide to follow someone who looks like they know where they're going. You follow the crowd and you walk up a long path under the gates of the city. Soon you find yourself in a bustling place. All sorts of shops to the left and to the right. It looks like how you'd imagine a city to look like on medieval earth. Other than the magic cards, of course. As you look around you, it seems that almost everybody has some sort of magic card. You see people using their cards to summon powers of earth and fire. You see other inhabitants of the city floating around. They must have some sort of flying card or something like that. You see people battling in the streets to see whose cards are more powerful. In fact, the world seems to have little built-in battle spots between the buildings. It must be a pretty major part of life here. As you walk down the street, you eventually come to a shop. Above the shop, in large, bold letters, is written, Card Shop. You decide to go check it out. As you open the door to the shop, a little bell jingles telling the shopkeeper that you're there. An older-looking man walks out from the back. Well, welcome to the card shop, he says. What are you looking for? Uh, I just wanted to check out the cards, you answer. Do you have anything cool that'll give me, you know, neat powers? The man looks at you a while, with a facial expression that uh, tells you he's sort of confused by the question. Ah, well, all of our cards give you cool powers. That's how cards work. Where are you from? The man asks. Oh, I'm just visiting here. Never mind, I'll just uh, look around for what I need, you say. You begin walking around the shop, looking at all of the different cards that are displayed behind some sort of glass protectors. There's cards that promise to give you powers of fire, of ice, of water, wind, air, earth, all sorts of things. And then there's other stranger powers, powers that promise to make you more charming, better looking, even perfect memory cards to make you smarter. Cool. How much are these cards? You ask. We accept diamonds and rubies. Most cards are at least five diamonds and up. Or five hundred rubies, the shopkeeper explains. That seems like a lot, you say. What do you expect? They're magic cards. You know, come back when you got a little money, the shopkeeper says. With your head down, you exit the shop. You walk back along the streets, and then you wonder, maybe Spaceship can make me some diamonds or rubies. I better go check it out. You begin running down the street, back towards the entrance to the city to find Spaceship. And, in your haste to get where you're trying to go, you accidentally bump into another person. He flies down on the ground. Oh, uh, sorry, you say. I wasn't watching where I was going. Weren't watching where you were going, huh? You have ruined my new pants and my new shirt. You will suffer for this, the man says, standing up. Suddenly a light glows from his heart, and out of the light appears a magic card with pictures of a man holding fireballs on it. I challenge you to a duel, the man says. Suddenly, music starts on all sides of you. 
a crowd quickly gathers around and an announcer appears. Welcome everybody. We seem to have a card challenge. Let's see what happens, folks. As per usual, the winner of the card battle will get a card of their choice from the loser's deck. Do you both understand the rules? The announcer asks. The other man says, yes. And then the announcer looks at you. I guess so, you say? Then it's time for the battle to begin, the announcer says. Three, two, one, and go! As soon as the announcer says go, you see the other man's magic card begin to glow. The power seems to rush back into the man, and fireballs appear in both of his hands and begins coming out of all parts of his body. The man slowly floats up in the air under the power of the fire. All you can think to do is press that button on your watch, causing your spacesuit to fold out around your entire body. The man powers up his flames, puts his hands together, and shoots a huge blast of fire right at you. You cross your arms in front of your body, and as the flames hit you, you feel nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, you're in a magic spacesuit that can withstand the temperatures on the inside of the sun here. A little magic fire is not going to do much. After the barrage of fire, you think about how you can respond. You hold up your left wrist, think about your sleep ray, and it pops out of your wrist. You point it at the man, squeeze your fist to fire it, and a blast of blue energy shoots out of it, hitting the man straight in the chest. He immediately falls asleep, falls out of the sky, and lands on the ground in front of you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner! You may select a card of your choice from your opponent's deck. You press the button on your watch once again, and your spacesuit folds back into it. As you walk over towards your opponent, his heart begins to glow, and out of it, a deck of five floating blue energy cards appears in the air right in front of you. You begin to read the cards. First there's his fire card. He also seems to have a card that lets him control the earth. That's not really any fun. A card that lets him fly. A card with a lightning gremlin. Wait a second, a card with a lightning gremlin? The card has a picture of a yellow half-cat, half-mouse creature of some sort with lightning shooting out of its cheeks. There's something about this card that just looks familiar. It almost looks like a Pokemon card from Earth. Well, you can already fly. And you have other magic powers that let you do pretty much all those other things already. But what you don't have is a lightning gremlin. You reach out and grab the lightning gremlin card. You feel a surge of power as the card begins to attach itself to your heart with a little beam of energy. New card attached, a voice says in your head. What was that? The card disappears directly into your heart once again. But something about you can still sense that it's there. As if it's a sixth sense. A card sense. You imagine the card in front of you. And it glows straight out of your heart deck and appears right in front of you. Lightning Gremlin, it says. Summon a lightning gremlin for up to 15 minutes. The gremlin's electrical powers can put opponents to sleep with ease. But beware, lightning gremlins don't always listen to their owners. Huh, 
I wonder what happens if I activate it. And as soon as the word activate is spoken, the lightning gremlin comes to life. It shoots out of the card like a beam of light and appears directly in front of you. It looks to the left, it looks to the right, and then it begins to glow a bright blue color. It floats up in the air, and lightning bolts start shooting out of it in all different directions, hitting different people who are walking the streets of the city. Each one immediately falls to the ground, completely asleep. Hey, no, don't do that, you say to the lightning gremlin. But the lightning gremlin doesn't listen. It begins flying through the streets of the city. You try to run after it as quickly as you can. You pass the magic card shop and the owner comes outside to see what's going on. Hey, is that yours? He asks. Yeah, it's just, it's not listening. Yeah, lightning gremlins can be like that. They like to get moving. Why don't you just deactivate it though? The man asks. Deactivate it, you say, and as soon as you speak the words, deactivate, the lightning gremlin glows again and transfers back to the card in front of you. The card then disappears into your heart once again. Oh, I just have to say the words. I get it. Where are you from? The card shop owner says, staring at you intently. Uh, nowhere. I, I gotta get out of here, you say, running in the other direction. You run back through the streets, under the entrance to the city, and back towards the little area where Spaceship was waiting. And as soon as you do, you see something flying out of the sky, like little meteors or little... Robots? Oh no. Soon the robots begin to land one by one in the field in front of you. Each one is not surprisingly shaped like a Tyrannosaurus Rex's head, with a uh, very impressive looking robot body of course. You didn't think you'd get away without seeing me, did you? A familiar voice says as an even larger, giant, evolved T-Rex robot lands in front of you. Rex, can we just not do this today? You say. You know I always win. And, I don't know, I'm kind of bored with this. Now, I came all this way, and we're going to have a battle. Robots, attack, Rex says. All of the robots begin running towards you. You press the button on your watch, causing your spacesuit to fold around your body once again. Spaceship, you say. Do your thing. And Changer, I could use your help too. The back of the spaceship opens up. Changer jumps out and transforms into a giant, muscular, gorilla-like creature with huge stone hands. He immediately begins fighting the T-Rex robot creatures. Spaceship begins to transform as well into the shape and size of a huge robot with a sword and shield. Together, they try to fight off all of Rex's robots. But there's a lot of them this time. It doesn't even seem like you could possibly win. I mean, without a little help anyways. And then you remember the Lightning Gremlin card. You think about the card, and it appears directly in front of you, glowing a light blue color. Activate, you say. The card glows and slowly shoots out a beam of energy that turns into a Lightning Gremlin, a little yellow creature that looks like a mix between a mouse and a cat, with lightning surrounding its entire body. The lightning gremlin looks right in its element in the middle of the battle, 
It begins to charge itself with all of the electricity it can, and then it unleashes lightning bolt after lightning bolt, shocking the huge robot dinosaurs with gigantic amounts of power. As they're hit, they seem to deactivate and fall over. The lightning gremlin begins flying through all of the different robots, shooting each one with powerful bolts of lightning, before eventually flying up into the air, charging into a huge ball of lightning and launching it directly at Rex's robot. As it hits Rex's robot, the arms and legs stiffen, the robot deactivates and falls over on the ground. Deactivate, you say, and the lightning gremlin lights up once again, transferring its energy back into the card, and the card disappears into your heart once again. Well, I guess that's enough for one day, you say, and just as you say it, the head of Rex's T-Rex pops off, floats up into the air, and then suddenly launches itself into the atmosphere and out into space. Oh no, we got away again. Spaceship, one of these days we have to remember he always has escape pods, understood? Understood, Spaceship says. Soon, you realize that some of the villagers have noticed this giant battle. You look around and they're all staring at you. Not sure if you're a friend or an enemy, they begin to reach into their own heart decks. Cards begin manifesting in front of them, and you decide that it's time to get out of here. Spaceship, you say. Uh, I think it's time to go. Understood, Spaceship says, jumping up in the air, transforming back into the shape of a ship and floating up beside you. You jump right onto the back hatch as the ship rises up into the air. The hatch closes behind you and you lay down on the couch in the living room of the ship. The ship blasts off into the atmosphere and jumps to super hyperdrive as soon as you're far enough away from the planet. You, feeling pretty tired, lay your head down on the couch. You feel yourself sinking down into the cushions and you just let your eyes close and you let your body sink. And with each breath, you sink a little deeper. You let go of any tension in your arms or your legs, your head, your stomach, your chest, your face, your feet. Anywhere you're holding tension, you just let it go. And you let yourself sink down deeper and deeper into the mattress. And you allow your mind to wander off to thoughts of new adventures or new things to come. Good night, everyone.